Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jack Frenchley for Wahoo's 24-7 and we're on National Signing Day Eve and we're still monitoring a few stories. One particular is on an uncommitted offensive line target. Um, so things might change rather quickly. You might listen to this episode after National Signing Day, so I'll make sure to include some information that has more pertinent information for Let's Evergreen stories. So there's still going to be stuff for you too, just in case if you do listen to this after National Signing Day. Whenever you have an event like this or a day like this, it's really hard to plan your podcast in a way where it doesn't get dated rather quickly. Um, I was trying to get this out in the morning, but when I got told that Virginia was right in the thick of things when it comes to offensive lineman Jameson Mejia, who took an official visit to Virginia, picked up an offer from in-state Oklahoma State, took an official visit to Oklahoma State, but it's not quite sealed for the hometown team. Actually, Virginia is right there, and there's hope for the Cavaliers. So we're going to be talking about him a little later in the show, but that's the type of thing that goes on 24 hours before National Signing Day. Although early signing day takes most of kind of the drama and most of our focus, National Signing Day still has its own drama and storylines to follow. So we'll talk about recruiting. I promised you a a recruiting-focused show. So we will get to that. But first, I'd like to thank every single one of you for making uh, my job fun, but also for allowing it to be successful on both Wahoo's 24-7 and on the podcast and YouTube channel. We are nearing record number of subscriptions on Wahoo's 24-7. Um, yesterday, we ran a 75% flash sale, and we're currently one, running a 60% off sale for annual subscriptions today, Tuesday, and Wednesday, so you still have a chance to get a good deal. but I was told that we're reaching pretty high numbers as far as subscribers. So I appreciate all of you for your support. It allows us to do more things like doing this podcast twice a week, also getting a YouTube channel, and also adding Michael Kieran, our amazing, amazing intern, onto the website. Um, He's been such a big part of our site right now, doing some incredible work on the basketball side of things for us, both on men's and women's basketball too. So uh, we're lucky to have him. But again, we're lucky to have you guys for supporting us and making this site so successful. So I wanted to give you guys all a shout out first before we kind of get going. Um, now moving on, um, on Monday evening, not only did we have Virginia men's basketball playing at Syracuse and beating Syracuse thanks to a great last minute by Jaden Gardner, we also had the ACC unveiling the 2023 football schedule. So we're going to talk about that first. Before we go into the recruiting angle, because obviously the schedule will also impact future recruitment. So we're, we're going to start with that. So I'm going to bring it up. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's going to be on the screen. If you're not, you're listening. The schedule is available on Wahoo's 24-7. So we knew the first couple games already prior to the ACC show. We knew Virginia was going to start off against a tough top 10 opponent at Tennessee. I know it's, technically it's a neutral site. But, I mean, you're playing Tennessee in Nashville, Tennessee. How much neutral can it be? Um, I know there's a lot of – I grant you, there's a lot of UVA people that I know and UVA alums that live in Nashville. So there should be a good UVA crowd in this game. But, again, it's at Tennessee. You can't say this is a neutral site. But, anyways, Virginia will open up against a tough opponent at Tennessee. And then they come home on September 9th to James Madison. And that's going to be a, a emotionally charged – game for UVA. Um, obviously, it's going to be the first football game at Scott Stadium without Lavelle Davis, Deshaun Perry, and Devin Chandler. 
there's going to be a lot of emotions on that field in that crowd. Um, I imagine there's going to be some things planned out for that game at home. So that's going to be playing out front and center as well as a football game against an in-state rival that wants to come out there and make a point. There's been a lot of noise about this James Madison program this last year, and they want to have, they're going to come in here with a chip on their shoulder to prove something that they're going to be the the big in-state program on the rise. So you've got a lot of things coming into this game and that will be on September 9th. And then Virginia will face Maryland on the road. So that is a rivalry renewed after Maryland obviously went to the big 10, that rivalry kind of, it's been a while since they faced each other, but that rivalry is renewed at Maryland September 16th. So a tough Big Ten matchup right there. And then talk about opening the ACC schedule up <laughs> rather on a rather high note, we may imagine. Um, a lot of emotions on this game, too. It's September 22nd, a Friday night game. Virginia will welcome NC State to Scott Stadium, which means former quarterback Brennan Armstrong will be back at Scott Stadium, this time wearing red. Um, he'll obviously. Beyond the side for the NC State, that also means that offensive coordinator Robert Anai will be back at Scott Stadium, and also offensive line coach Garrett Tujay all will be playing against their former, well, facing their former employer and team. So, um, yeah, that's that's quite an emotionally charged game right there as well. And uh, first ACC game, talk about storylines. Then Virginia will go to Boston College on September 30th. Uh, this is also it's a Virginia hasn't fared well on the road in recent years, so this is something that Tony Elliott um, would like to change. Obviously, they won that game in Georgia Tech last year, but again, historically, the last few years on the road has been an issue for UVI. So they go on at Boston College, um, but then they're back home on October seventh uh, against William Mary, and then they have a bye week. So after the bye week, they go on the road for two weeks in a row. They go to at North Carolina, and then at Miami. So two games for the conference, and they welcome Georgia Tech on November 4th. And this is a quite, this is a hard turnaround. Um, they go from November 4th with Georgia Tech at home to at Louisville on Thursday night. That's a tough, I know a lot of people will look at the opponent and say this is an even matchup. Yeah, but that that turnaround is pretty quick. So they go from Georgia Tech at Louisville on Thursday night a shortened week. And then they welcome Duke and Virginia Tech both at home. So what I do like is you got some nice conference games to end the season. Um, obviously that James, I'm looking at it as a recruiting angle. I, I'll do a f- prediction. I'll do an in-depth look on what I think of the season and its prediction and all that later on. Right now I'm just looking at a recruiting angle. If I'm looking at it as a recruiting coordinator, I'm trying to figure out which one of these games I want my big recruiting visitor weekend to be. I really like having at least a big visitor week weekend for that September 9th James Madison game. I would circle that. Early on in the season, there's still hype. There's, you know, there, there's things going on. Um, your season looks bright. I, I think September 9th is a good weekend. Um, now, the other thing that you're juggling too, it is going to be an emotional weekend. So you have to weigh those. As a recruiting coordinator, taking out other side of some of the other things around the program. I would say that would be one that I stick out because again, in state proponent of this, a lot of guys that I've spoken to actually from junior day, this past Saturday actually attended a junior day at James Madison the next day. So there is some correl there, there's some 
uh, excuse me, sorry, that's my my son's uh, blood sugar um, alarm on my phone. Everything's okay, but um, our SugarMate app, app, if you're a type 1 diabetic, you probably know what SugarMate app. I didn't have any glucose levels, and it was just alerting me. It's okay. It was just Dexcom change day. Um, his, my gra- the grandparents are taking care of that. So anyway, so that was DLR. But the September 9th uh, James Madison game will be something that I would circle as a potential potential game for getting visitors on grounds. Then you have September 16th at Maryland. Obviously, they're going to have a couple of visitors that you want. There's also something that I, I, I don't know as much as I used to, and it's something that is actually relevant. Sometimes you have visitors in other campuses for their games that are still paying attention to what you're doing on the field. Um, and at Maryland, there's going to be recruits that are visiting Maryland that Virginia is still keeping an eye on. So that is that is northworthy. Friday night games are tough to get guys on, on campuses around the country because they have Friday night games. Now, this is when you go for those guys who can't attend Saturday, can't attend Saturday games because the AE themselves have Saturday games. So sometimes you're looking at Woodbury Forest as an excellent candidate. Sometimes they have Friday games. Sometimes they have Saturday games. You also look at the kids from like Connecticut. Avon um, notoriously has games on Saturdays. So you kind of look at those private schools and see if they can visit on that Friday night game. Again, I don't expect such a big visitor list for that game because primarily most guys will be playing for their own high school teams. Um, the next big game, honestly, for a visitor list that I can see, like, yes, November 4th against Georgia Tech is an opportunity to host visitors at William & Mary, too, on October 7th. But honestly, November 18th against Duke, and especially November 25th against Virginia Tech, are your, your big headliners for visitors. Obviously, Duke and Virginia Tech, you're fighting off a lot of recruits um, for, for, these, for these programs. So. That's where I would see, like, not even Georgia Tech. There is some now schools, uh, some players that are going after Georgia Tech because Virginia is going so much harder in the state of Georgia. But again, you see more overlap when it comes to Duke and Virginia Tech. So if I'm looking at this, you're trying to, and you're also trying to see which of these ones you might have official visitors. Generally, you like to keep your official visitor in December, but you might have a couple guys that will have some game focused official visits. So you were looking at Duke and Virginia Tech as your obvious ones off the top of my head. You're also looking at James Madison. Um, Georgia Tech, William Mary, kind of hit or miss on those. But if you were trying to bring, especially Virginia Tech, you can have a good, because you want a great atmosphere. So Virginia Tech off, often has a great atmosphere. James Madison is going to be a great atmosphere game. So that's what you're doing as a recruiting coordinator. You're looking at these opportunities. NC State will be a great atmosphere game, but again, it's Friday night. So. That's the schedule. Um, if you want, you can go on the comments or you can go on our message boards and give your predictions. There's been a lot of predictions already when it comes to this season. Um, I have my thoughts on this schedule, which I will go more in depth later. But on the recruiting side, that's what you're trying to see, which of these weekends will be good for recruitment. And it has been actually a good week for recruitment for Virginia because they landed a very, very talented safety out of Georgia. We talked about him last, I think the last two weeks when I talked about recruiting Devin Clark from Marietta, Georgia. He officially committed to the Cavaliers and is expected to sign on Wednesday on National Signing Day. And this was a great get by the Cavaliers late in the process. This is type of this is the type of player and athlete Virginia should get involved with. And these are the type of athletes that kind of go Un, unseen a lot through the process. They're multi-sport athletes. 
They can't go out there and camp a lot. They're busy with their other sports or busy. Their busy schedules and allow them to attend all these camps. And he kind of goes under the radar. He is a very talented safety. Great job by defensive coordinator John Radzinski, uh, recruiting coordinator Justin Sparrows, and defensive back coach and passing defensive passing game coordinator Kieran Cox. Those guys found this guy and closed on him. And they talked to him about, I guess, what, a week or two? Uh, they had a Zoom uh, call with him. They met him in person going in-home. They offered him the in-home, secured that official visit, made him switch the Jacksonville State visit to their visitor to their official visit weekend. And then he took the official visit, loved it, committed on the visit, canceled his Jacksonville State, and then public committed uh, just this past weekend. So great win by Virginia in this. I'm going to put up his uh, actual, I'm going to put up his highlights here, his huddle highlights real quick on YouTube. So it could be playing here when I talk about him and what to expect. Kevin Clark is a guy. He's, he's long. Um, he's got a, a long wingspan. But what I really like is his speed. At the end of the day, speed covers up so much. And it's sometimes if you look at Virginia secondary, they have a lot of speed. I mean, Antonio Clary is a very, very quick safety. Uh, Jonas Anker, again, very quick. And when your technique breaks down, sometimes speed will save you. And that's what they saw from Devin Clark. He's, he's actually now the second highest ranked recruit in the 2023 class behind four-star Cam Robinson and and Darren Harrison committed on signing day last time has not been heard. So he's a he's a very big get for the Cavaliers. And he might not be the last commit for UVA. This is still unsure. So as I'm recording this, I'm recording this on Tuesday at 3.29 p.m. The last thing happened so quickly in recruiting. So I, I gotta I gotta preface that that it's at 3.49 p.m. So um, as you're watching Devin Clark's highlight tape, we're also going to talk about offensive linemen. Um, Jamison Mejia, he, like I said um, last week, he was a, a kid that officially visited actually the same weekend as Devin Clark. And it looked like things were trending his way. I put in a crystal ball pick for him. But the problem is on that Monday that he returned from that official visit from Virginia, Oklahoma State offered. He visited Oklahoma State several times in the fall. You know, Oklahoma State initially offered them as a preferred walk-on. He went on this Virginia visit, and then they gave him a scholarship and he came to the official visit a few days later to Oklahoma State. Things have gone quiet on his end. He has not committed to the school as of last year. Um, Oklahoma State, Virginia, they all have a shot here. Oklahoma State is going to Virginia is also they have a camp. So, again, this could be a national signing day surprise for you yet. I'm not really surprised if you're in it, but this could be a, a, a nice little gift for you yet. So, we're watching this. UVA did a great job. Offensive line, offensive line coach, Terry Hepkin, was able to lead him to visit. But this actually is a professional team. I'm fine. He was offered him a few weeks ago. He went to Oklahoma, secured the in-home at the end secured the official visit. This was destiny as the primary recruiter, Terry Hefton, kind of came in and tried to close a deal on the official And obviously, he left in press by Kenny Elliott, and Chapman, and now we just wait to see if they did enough. So, but, um, Virginia is still very much in this race for, um, Jameson Mejia. 
as we look for National Science Day. So we'll be covering that on Wahoo's 24-7 as much as possible leading up to National Science Day and also on National Science Day. So, but again, if you listen to this afterwards, um, you can, we'll, we'll talk about the aftermath of whatever decision he does. And this is a good place to take a break because on the way back from the break, we'll talk about other things like the transfer portal and what's going on with the guys who are still undecided that had decided to enter the transfer portal from Virginia. We also will talk about what's next in the transfer portal for UVA and what's next in recruiting. They just host another Drew Day who was on ground. We'll talk all about that. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hello and welcome back to the Good Old Podcast. We're talking Virginia recruiting. I'm Jack Frenchley for Wahoo's 24-7. So we talked about the new schedule. We talked about Devin Clark. And we also talked about Jamison Mejia, which is who we're taking a look at as well. Now, Virginia is still involved with guys in the transfer portal. They just offered last Thursday, they offered a uh, cornerback, uh, Marcus Wilson. He is from Penn State. So they are still in the market for more guys in that secondary. Makes sense. They need more numbers back there. Obviously, they're still going to be shopping around at O-line when it comes to the spring. So, And they possibly will look at wide receiver. That will be kind of reliant on what they see during spring ball. So a lot of things are going on as far as what we can expect for the transport. Again, it's also related to who leaves and who stays also in the attrition because we're going to see movement again during that spring offensive um, spring transfer window. So there is that when it comes to transfer portal. Well, I think the biggest questions I get asked a lot is about linebacker Nick Jackson. We've reported that he wasn't, we didn't hear he was, he was part of any winter workouts and it doesn't seem like he still is not participating in winter workouts, but he has been taking visits. Nick has been pretty transparent when it comes to the process. He, he has said that he's taking time to his making this decision and he's keeping all his options open including returning to Virginia. But right now, he's taking visits to Iowa, to Auburn. Uh, um, there are Oklahoma. There's other schools that are watching and waiting to see his decision. He's someone who will be graduating in the summer. So there was no pressure on him to decide before January. So he's taking his time to make his decision. So right now, he's not with the team doing all the winter workouts. So that is – and then none of the other – the guys who are still in the transporter are as well. So they're still working through the process there and seeing what's out there. A lot of teams are going back in there and seeing who can fit and who can not. There's still holes in rosters around the country and they're trying to fill those. So that's where the transporter there is right now when it comes to those guys. And then Virginia is also going to be looking in a transporter as well to see what holes they're going to be filling. Obviously, O-line will be one that we could probably see some guys there, especially with Terry Heffernan been able to see what he has in the spring and then really see what he wants when it comes to the spring window. And, and when it comes to the O-line, those guys are at a premium, so it's going to be a fight. I'll just put that out there. Because any, any, any good O-line 
is, is there's gonna be a lot of competition there, but that will be in the spring. Now, something else that's been going on that Virginia wasn't able to do last year, and it's the reason why during the last year, I always said, do not judge the staff on 2023, judge the staff on 2024. It was like kind of my mantra when it came to looking at what this staff is doing in recruiting. Last January, they were still trying to hunt down offensive linemen. Tony Elliott was still trying to put together a staff. So they weren't able to cement some of these early relationships. This is not the case this go around. They were able to go to high schools around the country, uh, you know, in Virginia, in the Southeast, because they're trying to put their foot down on several, footprint down on several of these states, including Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida. I mean, you just look at the athletes that they were able to sign. They really went into Georgia, really went into Florida. And you can see them trying to get into Tennessee and Alabama. And with Adam Mims named as a new wide receiver coach, you can see that even more because he's got a lot of connection to the Southeast. He's from the state of Alabama. And when he's, he's coached in the Southeast and which recruits he's able to have already lured into a visit prior to even getting a full assistant role or at least evaluated, you can see that that's his footprint is in the Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia area. So we're going to see a lot more of Virginia going into that very talent-loaded Southeast moving forward. Uh, that is uh, inevitable, and that's what they should do, to be fair. So they were able to do that, but that means they also were able to continue those relationships with these young playmakers and also continue what they did in that first go-around of junior day. That was a very impressive list, that first go-around, which included two Virginia legacies and their top quarterback target in the class, undoubtedly Highland Springs quarterback, Christian Martin. They also had another junior day on Saturday, and I'm going to pull up the list real quick on YouTube. Again, we've been talking about the list on Wahoo's 24-7. Um, we have full coverage. We also have their reaction from the visitors. We still have a few interviews that we have not yet posted. I will be posting those in the next few days. As you can imagine, leading up to National Sign Day, when you have a uh, target that is still undecided, you're on the phone quite a bit. So we still have a, a couple of reaction stories, but we did talk to 2024 Edge Jared Johnson. He really liked the visit for Virginia. Um, we'll be talking to safety Tyler Butts Baker, who was also there. They both were offered previously. Um, we are, we'll be talking to him at some point this week. We'll have a story on 2026 linebacker Elijah Golden, which already has an offer. He visited. He enjoyed his visit. We'll have his story up later this week. Um, Virginia was also busy offering guys. Now, Virginia, if you've noticed, a lot of their offers come on visits. They're really about seeing these guys face-to-face. -face. Even when you look at transfer portal guys and all that, a lot of these offers come in in-home visits or visits to schools. And they really are about the face-to-face -face interaction. So they did, they did give a lot of offers out when it comes to Saturday. So they had uh, 2024 Edge, Anthony Reddick from Phoebus. Um, he was offered linebacker Ashton Woods from North Carolina was uh, from from North Carolina was offered. Um, oh, excuse me. He's actually from Mary to Georgia. I, was, I thought I was trying to figure out North Carolina offered. That's what it was. Sometimes things get messed up in my head. Uh, there's a lot of things to remember. Um, then linebacker Keyshawn Flowers from the state of Maryland. He was offered. Um, they offered a quarterback with Muschamp. Why is Muschamp's name familiar? Well, he is Will Muschamp's son. So, um, he was offered for Virginia and actually Will Muschamp was actually on the visit as well. 
And then 2025 athlete Harry Dalton III, he's from Dinwiddie. He is probably the, one of the most dynamic athletes in the area in the 804. So um, he's definitely one you need to get on early. Uh, they also offer 2025 local athlete Shamari Earls. Uh, I can see him more at a, at a DB position, although he plays both ways for his Thomas Dale school. Then 2025 athlete Messiah DeLone was also in town. He picked up an offer about a week ago. Um, but he was also, um, was on grounds. There are a couple of guys that they're still evaluating. Sometimes when you get these guys on junior day, we saw a few of those on Saturday, like two weeks ago, and we saw them again this Saturday. You invite a few guys there so you can see them in person, see their body type, see their height, and then evaluate them as they go on. You see what their body looks like, what their frame looks like and see, okay, can they add weight? Are they going to be able to add height? Also see personality mesh. Can they be a personality mesh to us? So they, Virginia also had a few guys visit as well. They also had preferred walk-ons visit as well, like Hayden Rollinson, a very local good talent. I will say, although many people might ignore those preferred walk-on offers, I really like Hayden Rollison. Um, he's a commit RLE for Virginia. He's going to, um, they're going to put him into the tight end room. And that is a very talented local local guy. I really like him. I actually, I think he was one of those guys that probably was on the fringe of an offer. Um, he's a, he's a good get for Virginia as a preferred walk on. And honestly, I could see him earning an offer, uh, earning a scholarship at some point. So Hayden Rollinson is a, is a good get for Virginia, good local guy from their 804. Um, so you always like having those guys stay home. So Hayden Rollinson, I could see he could be one of those guys that will actually be announced on national signing day too. Sometimes you announce those preferred walk ons too, if you're, other signees. So um, that could happen on Wednesday. So again, this was the junior day. Um, a lot of good in-state guys. Again, most of the most of the visitors were within that six-hour radius that you want Virginia to recruit. So Virginia's doing well in-state. I really like where Virginia is with a couple of these guys. Let me take this off right now. So I, that's the biggest question I always get is who is your first commit for the 2024 class? And I always say it's really early to tell right now, but I will say that Virginia is in a great position for a few guys. Like I mentioned, I really like where they are with Makai Byerson from Manchester um, in the 804. I really like where they are with him. I really like where they are with Highland Springs quarterback Christian Martin. I know Virginia Tech also feels good about him. I know Maryland also feels good about him, but I think Virginia making him a priority, making sure he knows he's their top quarterback target has certainly helped. And I think Virginia is in a very good place with them. I think their families, up. I know you guys are going to say the dreaded mom thing, but his mom really likes Taylor Lamb, Tony Elliott. So I really like where they are right now. And I'm sorry if that makes everyone who thinks there's a mom curse out there uh, anxious and riddled, riddled with anxiety. But the mom likes UVA when it comes to Christian Martin. I also think um, Edge Jared Johnson also really likes Virginia. I really like where the things are trending there. All these guys will take spring visits too. So I don't think anyone is close to commitment, but those are the guys that I would be watching as of right now. Those are the guys that I feel like Virginia has made some really great inroads early in their recruitment. And a lot of these guys have cemented good relationships since that offer. Christian Martin has visited unofficially Virginia. Um, he came for a camp, unofficially visited, picked up his offer, and then unofficially visited in the fall. Jared Johnson, the same thing. He unofficially visited in the fall, picked up the offer, came for the junior day visit. So Mackay Byerson, he's been recruited by Virginia. He visited, I think, two or three times already. 
since that offer that Tony Elliott offered him himself and also Tony Elliott saw him play. I think it was the opening game that Tony Elliott went and saw Manchester High School play. And that's when Mikai Byerson um, was able to earn the offer. He was only told later, but that, well, that was the day that Tony Elliott said, yes, we're going to offer him. So again, those are the guys that I would look at for the 24 class early. So whew, that's a lot of information that I just loaded up on you again. So again, we're going to, as we move forward from National Signing Day tomorrow, on Thursday, we'll do another half basketball episode because I do promise that we are still focused on basketball. So we're going to do a half basketball episode. We're also going to do touch up on the little things on recruiting. I will have a scholarship breakdown after what happens on National Signing Day so you are aware of what the scholarship numbers look like because everything will depend on how the scholarship numbers look like. That'll be on Wahoo's 24-7, and we'll discuss that also on that Thursday episode. And then we'll go and start highlighting some key dates down the line when visitors are allowed to be back on campus. And starting next week, we'll talk about spring football because obviously the spring game is coming up in April. Spring practice starts in March. So we'll start looking ahead to spring football and some of those big questions. So that's sort of where we're going and what's next in the next few weeks. We're also returning some of, if you're, if you're familiar with our podcast from last year when we started it in February, I can't believe that we've had this podcast for a year now. We're also returning for the Love of the Game series. So we're inviting family members and those connected to recruits or coaches back on the show so we can talk a little bit about what life is like behind the scenes for the Virginia program. So we'll have that back coming up. And we'll also have a few of the signees in the 2023 class. We'll also join the show. Obviously not the ones that are early enrolled, but uh, other guys uh, from the 23 class will also join us on the show. So that's all the stuff that's happening in the next few weeks. Um, Again, like I said, early on in the show, I want to say thank you so much for just making everything so great to cover Virginia and making the site so successful, um, it's been it's been a blessing to be back in the Virginia Beat and be able to do this. So I really appreciate all support. Uh, we will continue to cover Virginia recruiting in the next 24, 48 hours as things kind of adjust. And we'll be right back here on Thursday with a new episode on YouTube and a new podcast. So I appreciate all of you. And I hope you guys have a good Tuesday evening, good rest of your week. And actually, uh, before I go, uh, all you guys know uh, OG Who on Twitter. Um, he's a very big character on Twitter. Um, his little girl is having surgery today. He posted it on Twitter. So we're going to say prayers to him and his family too. Um, and I hope everything goes okay. So my final thing, my final shout out is to OG Who and his family. So hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Thank you.